Hey, Click This fans, want to get closer to the show than ever? Join Click This TV. Click This TV offers early commercial-free access to wrestling's hottest podcast, plus live audience tapings of their show every friggin' week, and your chance to participate with Kevin and Sean in the monthly Nash and Friends watch-along show. Head to clickthistv.com now and get inside the show that's just too sweet. The following podcast contains mature language and adult discussions. Excuse me. Hi, welcome to Click This, the Kevin Nash podcast. You've you've caught me going over my mail, Kevin. And your mail. Uh, my mail. Your, ma- your ma- mail from home, or and my mail from home. And look at this shit that starts now. What do you got? AARP. Yes. Kishman took us. I got to deal with this now. What do you? What, what did you get? The backpack. Fuck. What? No, to join. <laughs> Association of retired persons would imply sixty-five. What am I getting this for? Obviously, they're telling you you're an underachiever. Fifty? Fifty? <laughs> you're overachiever. I'm ready to wrap it all up at fifty. Oh my god, this is—you know—it's hard not to be insulted. They pound, they pound on you for years and years and years. You know. I was actually what? told that you can get a very good discount on car insurance. So as I stand yeah, here with my that. righteous you said that last last week. You said indignation. It was like, yeah, and you haven't done anything. If you're still paying fucking the man, it shows up. It shows up today almost as if. Do you ever hear the the, the story on uh, the general why Shaq does the ads for the general? Shaq does the ads for anything. No, but Shaq does the ads for the general. Why? When he bought he bought a car and he didn't have money for the insurance and his dad said well, you got to have insurance and he, the only person that he could find that would insure him was the general when he was young when he was a youngin okay yeah so I didn't I didn't even know the who knew the general was around back then well because Shaq wasn't sitting next to him that's why nobody knew I guess yeah the general who the hell would have known yeah. I remember the New Jersey Generals circa 1985 with Herschel Walker, team owned by Donald Trump. The USF of the first, USFL Mach 1. Yes. Uh, well, all right, I'll consider becoming a retired person at 50. Um, yeah, they already got your shit, man. I mean, you know, it ain't like you're going to... The only person that gets it, that information before AARP is the Reaper. Right. He's yet to show up at my doorstep. Yeah, so if I could just be glad it's AARP. Jack, feedback from last week. Jack says, uh, as much as I love the podcast, and I do, my most favorite part is the very end. I get to hear that song every Monday. Such a great start to the week. With that sweet melody and soothing voice. Fucking thank you. All right, you're fucking welcome, Thank you, Jack. Mike. 
Thanks, um, T. Yeah, thanks, T. And it is available on, uh, is it Spotify? Where is it available? Yeah, you can, Sp- you I think can it get it. Spotify. So The Builders was uh, Tristan's band. So look that up. Sophia was, is the song. Uh, C. Reed in here says the show proves how you don't need to just talk about wrestling. Big Kev, be strong. T forever. Thank you, Seer. See, read, and hear. The Palette Pro, that sexy sax man thing with Kevin and Sean's reactions had me laughing so hard I started to choke. I sent the link to Waltman and said, uh, I said, this guy, how epic is this guy? Now, you know, the start of the clip is him, like, by candlelight with his shirt oh, yeah. off, rolling around with a sax, and he texts back. I'll read the exact thing so there's no false uh, advertising here. Um, He goes, I was wondering WTF was so epic, and then I kept watching. (laughs) Sean had me pitching for your other goddamn team. Uh, Product Review Productions says simply, I'd love to read a Nash autobiography. get the people's eyebrow on that one comments i'm just not interested pseudonym 1821 it's weird you guys were talking about casadega i live in western new york state and we have a casadega here as well and there is also a psychic community here as well you didn't read this last week no you told me about it oh okay yeah He's 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 responding to you, telling me that in Lake maybe, Helen, maybe Florida, I read maybe I read this on on you on you. Yeah, he said it's an old Seneca Indian word that means water under the rocks. Thought it might be interesting to you guys. Um, my interest is very piqued, by the way, about this location. Then do you, do you stay there when you go? Because it is a hotel, right? No, but my I, but it's like a whole area. It's a, it's not just it, it's a it's a city, right? Oh. It's just that there happens to be a hotel there. There's other places to have readings besides that hotel. Okay. All right. Well, I guess. Fuck. I've never been. I'm gonna. Ch- I bet there's a walkthrough somewhere on YouTube. I'm gonna. I'm gonna check it out. Three Mike B. Kevin, beings, you're from Detroit, and you guys talk about music a lot on the show. I've been wondering if you had Bob Seger's greatest hits. Or Kid Rock's greatest hits, laying in the seat of your Mustang, what's your go-to CD? Both are rock legends from Detroit. Both are great. But if you could pick only one, which one would it be? Shoney can chime in as well. Thank you, Michael Bradley. Number one, I don't think Kid Rock is a rock legend. I think he did kind of hip-hop. Then he did kind of Limp Biscuit type music. And now he does like like basically country. Yeah, I that one Kid Rock CD record album, whatever you call it. Um, it's the one that the hits were like Cowboy was off of that, and right. um, that was great. That's a start to finish. Uh, great Devil Without a Cause. Yeah, that is um, that's a great start, bang and start to finish CD. Yeah, but listen to fucking that live uh, Silver Bullet Band from Kobo and eighty. Uh, two the two records two finals, is that with this? Is that with the uh, the single of uh, 
uh, on the road again that we hear all the time. The live version is yeah. that off of that? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No doubt. I, I always wanted to do a movie called King of the Road about wrestlers, and that was going to be the opened song was uh, for that. Yeah, I think you told me about it. You even had like the yeah. whole. Didn't you have like the shot down too? The opening oh, yeah, scene everything. and everything? Yeah. Everything. <clears throat> James Miller. Sean becomes absolutely giddy over things like rainbow tape and pride jerseys and hockey. It's not enough for him to support whatever he wants to support. He wants you to have to support it. I wonder if Nash ever thinks about what Scott Hall would think about all this. I remember Nash defending Scott not wanting to do the gold dust angle while shooting a kayfabe commentaries interview with Sean. But things have changed. It's part of the political doctrine now. If you want to be a part of the groupthink, you have to adopt the groupthink and then parrot it on your podcast. James, the I was whole the, point. I, I was the one that said I was boycotting the NHL. Yes. How much more... You just... Well, I'm a far easier target standing next to you. Yeah, but I'm just I'm saying... I, I, won't, I won't watch hockey, except for on the ESPN, when it's... I'm not going to turn off the sports center. Right. But that's where I'll get my... That's where I'll get my... I won't sit down and watch. I won't watch... James, watch I think watch this actually... be the year the fucking wings make a run for it. <laughs> I, know, I don't think you have to worry about that. Uh, James, I just just to point out, you, you did take the time to write a little bit here, though you're insulting me. It's fine. You're, um, you did take the time to write this out in your, in, in, you know, try to make your point. But I think you're missing, you're actually proving my point that no one's saying you have to do anything except the NF, the NHL, which is so banning can't do tape. What I said, I think, last week, if you play it back, was the the NFL has a good model with your cleats, your cause. It's called where you can wear. You want to wear rainbow cleats, you wear rainbow. You want to wear pink cleats for breast cancer, you wear that. You want to wear uh, camouflage cleats for the troops, you could do that. So you have a choice. But by saying you can't do it when their contract says you can wear whatever tape you want on your stick is douche. So you've kind of just proven my point. I don't care what you support. I'm not wearing a fucking rainbow shirt today, James. I'm coming out of the gate a little hot. The profanity's flying, James. You have to uh, you have to pardon you have to excuse me. I think you're proving our point though that it should be should be the athlete's choice. I don't think the NHL should say they're not allowed to show support. Yeah, I'd I'd watch I'd watch it being a powder keg because I mean in this this calm simplistic world that we live in uh, yeah yeah I don't, I don't see why anybody might be I'm on about, about a 16th of an inch of debt cord before they blow stack mills i'd have to disagree about the owen deal the show should have been stopped the man died right in the middle of the ring that's a crime scene right i don't know no, might have a point a crime scene well i mean it was i guess it was an accident so that's not a crime but i don't know if there was an accident on a on a construction site would they allow the construction workers to continue hauling bricks and debris uh across where the accident happened i don't know i have to think about that you know what whatever it it, it, it it's it's mute it's it, the, it, the show went on and that's what happened so you can disagree. You can fucking. You can agree. Bottom line is, show went on. 
Um, <clears throat> you know, the last uh, uh, commenter. Uh, I think mentioned. Kennedy should have put a bubble on the top of that car. He was told to that day. He was told he was going down to an area that was very hostile. But he went ahead because it was a beautiful day in Dallas and decided to not have the bulletproof canopy on, on, on the Lincoln Continental. That which the CIA was, hid in the back was, of a truck. Which was actually designed by my neighbor's father. Get out of here. I swear to God. I think his last name, the grandfather's name was Willie. See if it, a guy named Willie isn't the person that designed that. Uh, this is your current neighbor now or when you lived in Detroit? No, this is my neighbor. He lives, he lives back behind me. He lives a, a street behind me. <coughs> How's that come up? You, you stand in like water in the lawn and, and he and comes up and the Kennedy assassination comes up? How's that no, happen? his, his, his uh, son is a, is a police officer. And his son and my son used to hang out a little bit. And so we went over there for dinner one night, and we were just talking about shit. And he said, um, he asked me, it was one of those things where, like, are you a conspiracy theory person? <laughs> and I said, fuck, I said, you know, I said, I, I, I said you bring up the Kennedy assassination, I'll, 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 you know. I said, that's probably one of my favorites. And he said, get out. He said, you're not going to believe this. And he, then he told me the story. Hmm. Which I, I don't see why. I mean, I don't know what the upside to him lying about that would be. No, and, I, and a very random thing to, to choose yeah. to lie about. <clears throat> I just wanted to go back to the, the guy who said, I'm giddy about rainbows or whatever. Um, he mentioned Scott Hall. Like, uh, ask your buddy Kev what Scott would have thought about that. Is it, is he a notorious homophobe? What, what, why? No, why I would think, I ask I, you what I, Scott? I think that, that he was very uncomfortable. They did the gold dust angle, and he, he un, un, you know, he unzips his, his singlet gold dust, the character mm -hmm. does, and it says, there's a heart. Yes. And on the heart, it says razor. Mm-hmm. And Scott's son, Cody, was like five years old when that angle played. And he came home and his, his, he, Cody said, Dad, wh why does that man? <laughs> so Scott, who wasn't a homophobe, um, just told Vince, he goes, he goes, if I have to go home, he said, I'm involved in the angle, and I have, I have to go home and explain this to my kid because you can't just say, oh, well, you know, some men like, uh, I mean, you have to go in that hole, you know. And so he just, Scott said, I, I don't feel comfortable doing it. That's all it was. It wasn't that Scott was homophobe. Right. Scott just didn't want it teach his five-year-old kid about homosexuality right okay so there you go I was told to ask you where, where now it's you know it's it, we're, like he, he he's absolutely correct and it's a different world indeed 
No, absolutely. But I just wanted to get that he wanted the, the, he made the Scott Hall reference, so I wanted to make that clear. Give you a moment to speak on Scott's behalf. Hey, listen, tonight, if you're listening live on Monday, tonight is another Nash and Friends exclusively for the subscribers to clickthistv.com. You can go there, and, and we teased this last week, and it has come to fruition. Enzo, or Real One, whatever you want to know him as. Um, Enzo Amore will be here tonight chopping it up with Kev and myself. And uh, you know the best thing about him? He's a Jersey guy. That's the best thing about him. We're going to do a special Jersey guy or Florida man. He's a really him. talented dude. He can do his, he can do a lot of shit. Yeah, product of the uh, of the WWE Performance Center, right? Um, but also, I mean, he's he can rap, he can sing, he can. Yeah, of course. I I, tw- I retweeted something that he put out. We talked about it last week about uh, that that insane promo. Yeah, that, I, I don't yeah. think we did it. Did we play it on air, or we just yeah. talked about it off air? We did. And yeah, um, it's the it's that X factor. I, you no know, wrestling school is going to teach you how to be completely interesting every time you're handed a microphone. He's one of the cats that can do that. So and his work's gotten a lot better. He's so young. Was he twenty five, twenty six, maybe? I don't know how old is he, guys. Yeah, someone's looking it up. I'm sure. Um, <coughs> <clears throat> yeah. So uh, yeah, definitely uh, great things ahead. 36, 26, 36, whatever. He looks very young. You're a little off there, buddy. That's all. (laughs) (laughs) He wouldn't be a starting lineman in the NFL. Um, So that's tonight. So make sure you hit uh, clickthistv.com and uh, join us for Nash and Friends. We got to get him a push quick, man, because once he hits 40, I'll use that against him. Yeah, when I say he was 26, good God. He gives a very youthful appearance, you know, I think his he's, energy he's, level. He's, yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> when, when you got a couple of uh, monotone Soma boys like us. Right. I know. Stuttering. Yeah, beating our Somas and just. He'll, up the, he'll up the energy like, like RJ I, did. I, I, like. Double J, Jeff Jarrett here to tell you about SaveWithConrad.com. You've heard Conrad talk about the total nonstop savings they've provided current homeowners. But did you know Conrad and his team can also help my world listeners become homeowners? They make buying a home easier than getting the bag after a good housekeeping match. But don't take the last outlaw's word for it. Franklin Dove, Orlando, Florida. After listening to all of Conrad's podcasts and hearing the different stories that he shared, I felt the time was right for me to explore buying a home again and uh, reached out. And one thing led to another and finally closed last week. It was excellent. Uh, Everything's flowed smoothly from my first contact. I just put in the initial request online. Francis reached out. We started the application process, got the approval moving. Holly was great. Larry Thompson was amazing. Everything was smooth. Communication was perfect. Really, it was a, a much better experience than anything that I could have imagined. My name is Franklin Dove in Orlando, Florida, and I got into my dream home thanks to SaveWithConrad.com. That's right. In my world, it doesn't get any better than five stars. Don't let your landlord get over on you. Walk out on that bad deal and stop throwing your money away on rent today. 
with SaveWithConrad.com. That's right. It's SaveWithConrad.com. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lenders. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I might be a little down today, uh, but the last week watching uh, people dig with their hands through concrete to yeah. reveal either a child that lives or dies, um, just, I don't know, it's, I, I, I find it draining. I, uh, I thought it was, uh, I thought you might have been called to, uh, for the speaker position, Um and maybe uh, a speaker of the house position, and maybe had a, a busy afternoon, fending off requests mm. to appear for the vote. But they took care of that without you, Kev. Yeah, they got uh, Mike Johnson. Mike, good old Mike Johnson. You talk about a household name. Boom, there he is. Mm-hmm. Good old Mike Johnson. Everybody should shut your eyes and draw him right now. <laughs> Ah, listen, I was like, you, you need another election denier in, uh, in Congress, I think. I think so. Somebody that's, that's, that's really anti, anti-abortion. Just, you know, all the, uh, just kind of go ahead and, and, and check all the boxes that pretty much. Set the nation put, back about put, 60 years. Yeah, and then made the, and made the midterm such a red wave. Yeah, uh, you know, the only thing uh, performing worse than Congress now is our NFL picks for the Draft Kings King of the Mountain contest. We went 0-3 last week, everybody, which uh, which you know. We had a few uh, 0-3s there. Number one, there's no money on this. There is no money, but there's a pride thing. Ah, fuck that. Right. Not the rainbow tape pride. James, don't don't tune out. We're not putting rainbow tape on the fucking Thank God we got that the push. The uh we'd be a fucking we'd be a, uh, Yeah, we came out of the gate strong, which keeps us what tied for one, one two It's a long fourth? season. Fourth, it sure is. We're only halfway there. Especially when when, when when uh 
the Bears rack up 30 points out of just nowhere with it with it did you see this kid's story this quarterback from no he th- so he went to like a div- like it's a division 2 school like Kalablanga Baga State or some shit the kid threw for like 17,000 yards I mean, he's got like every passing record uh, that there is at the school. No, in fucking in college football, he's like the. There was a guy that went to Rio Grande College named uh, God. What was his name? Bevo Francis or something like that. He scored a hundred and I think thirteen points, and that's, which is the most points anybody's. You know, like Chamberlain scored 100, but I think Bevo Francis scored 113 or something like that. Yeah, wow. So, uh, what what we've got this week is, and I feel good about this week's picks, i got to tell you. The Jets should be able to beat the Giants by three goddamn points. I mean, wouldn't you think this is common sense? I mean, they're both so good. So, so, so rotten. I mean, that's just. Yeah, but there's a glimmer of something in the Jets. I don't know what it is. I, I didn't the, see I, the beginning I think, of the year. I think the coach, man. I like. I dig that coach. Saleh, yeah. Yeah, I dig him. They and were he, calling he, for his head, man, from week one to. And you know what? I didn't understand the blind faith. Um, in the quarterback. Yeah, and um, but he's so young. And, you know, you have to say maybe the coach, he's in practice every day, I'm not. So maybe he sees something we don't that has to be developed. I don't know. He's well, in a good place I, now. So You know, the, the thing that, that people, if you didn't watch Hard Knocks and watch the Jets, you wouldn't understand. Like, so he's been, he was their quarterback last year. But they brought in Aaron Rodgers' system. So this is everybody's first year running this system. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like he was going to shift and, and run anything but the Rogers system that they had had, had worked from from many camp through. Right. So everybody's this is everybody's first go through on this on this system. So, I mean that that's makes that's, sense. Yeah, but I mean I just. Their defense has 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 stayed, you know, has has kept them in the games, and and they'll beat the Giants by more than three is what we're saying. Philly, we're given six and a half to Washington, should beat them by a touchdown. Given that goddamn Commanders team, you made an observation at the uh, was at the press conference. After the uh, yeah, I just saw the the, the, the guy that he was at Carolina before the coach Rivera, whatever his name is. And what was that you described that he? I just um, he just looked really defeated. He looked he looked like he like somehow is you know he's been around long enough where you, you I think that he's seen signs and maybe you know Ron Rivera, yeah, yeah, he. Uh, I think he's seen signs that they're just not they're just not a good football team. You know, they're just the one guy 
cut. Like they they got a hold of one of the players, and he just basically threw more f- motherfuckers uh, to an ESPN person as he walked <laughs> out of the locker room than I do on a on a, on a good Friday night. And uh, Minnesota and Green Bay is a pick'em, so we went with Minnesota. Because I had them projected to be giving a couple of points, so I think they should have been favored. I think Cousins is a very underrated quarterback, and <clears throat> even though that Stephen Smith was trying to say today on ESPN that he wasn't a top ten NFL quarterback, but um, your buddy um, Barry Bloom was in the news a little bit. Saw that uh, Will Osprey. Showing he's taking his free agency seriously has secured the services of Barry Bloom. This is courtesy of S.E. Scoops today. Um, so Barry's got Will and Kenny Omega. He does have Kenny, and I, uh, and the I young box, Jer- right? Jer- Jericho. Hangman. So Barry's doing well. He's still a player. That's... Um, that's interesting to me. Like, no one's – I mean, it's safe to say he's got that market locked up, right? I mean, if, oh, you, God, if yes. you're a high-profile wrestler, you're you're acquiring the services of Barry Bloom as, as a contract attorney. Especially, I mean, it, it, he did – like, Scott and I got into some shit, and, like, he he's not silent. Like, he doesn't get you signed and then – you don't hear from him. Barry's, Barry's, a, he's very good at what he does. I was, yeah. I was blessed to become, become very close with him. How did and he I, come I, your I way? Uh, Scott. Yeah. I remember Scott uh, had grabbed him and then. I, I think Sean, if what Sean, we're writing Sean, is correct, Sean. Sean was. First, right? Yep. And I think they called Scott right from, right there from Barry's office when he was meeting with him, and um, yeah, and that kind of set the whole, uh, set the whole ball rolling on the exodus to. Now, Sean had to stay, as we mentioned. That was that. Right. That was that weird contract. I read up more on that. It was like it was a two-year deal, right? But if you were leaving. You had to give something. No, ridiculous. it was a three. It, 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 the initial was a three-year three-year deal, but you had to give a ninety-day written notice so they could bury the fuck out of you. Yeah, so you could you could you know. And uh, I guess uh, X Pac hadn't realized that, and it rolled over. So he had to uh, he had to kind of fight to get out. And uh, but you guys went first. And... But I sent you know my, my, I sent my ninety day and I mean I I had my wife type it and I sent it to, uh, you know to Vince FedEx mm-hmm. and I remember we went down to Destin and stayed down at Seaside in a little oceanfront place and I sat down there for a couple of days and I pondered about it. I I, I didn't want to do it like I, I was just. You know, I think back at that last year, the like when I became champion, 
like so just say November of uh, 94 to when I gave my notice which was <sighs> fuck was it April so February sometime March I gave my, my I had to give my notice like March 12th I think it was March 6th and um I just thought of how much I had improved, you know, from, I mean, the diesel that worked the DQ match at Royal Rumble against Brett versus the diesel that worked the Survivor Series and the Undertaker, like, I made some huge strides in that year, and it was like, I knew I, would, I, I wasn't going to, fall down on the card, I was going to stay, you know, in, in, the, in, in the top six spots. So it was, a, you know, it was going to be a, and like I said, we were going, we, you know, it was Dungeon of Doom. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, a, a WCW was, it wasn't like the fucking, we were going to the Yankees. Yeah, you weren't jumping over uh, during uh, the uh, the ratings a, war. It was, it was, it was for financial security and, Man. The ability to to have a portfolio because I knew how much I could, you know, it was guaranteed. And I wasn't going to make any less than that. They offered you a, a, a nice, sizable three-year deal, increasing amounts each year. But what was, you talked about kind of pondering the decision. What was the, big, the well, one sticking was, point that kept drawing you back to not to not do committing? It? Yeah. Because... Nobody believed in me until Vince did. So if if Vince doesn't look through the curtain when we're having that six men in the gar- six men in the garden and look over at Shane and look over at Lex and say, Look at that big motherfucker. Look at the size of his shoulders. Look at him. He's an athlete. And he's clean. He's clean. Mm. Like, that big motherfucker is clean. And that was, that's what we needed right then. He was always, you know, he was always going to go with bigger than life. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just like, so people like, you know, I like get shit for the van- vanilla midgets and all that kind of shit. It's just like, <laughs> if you got a 12-inch cock... Like you, you know. Of course, you're gonna say, "Nobody, no, no bitch wants a six-inch hose." Then if mm. you got a, you got a six-inch hose, you say, "What are you gonna do with that other six inches that don't go in there? It ain't going in anyway." Story of my life. So yeah, so it's just when it comes down to it, man, it's just they all want to cuddle. We. <laughs> We did a guest booker in the kayfabe commentaries days called The Outsiders Stay Inside. And the premise was if you had to book your stay with WWE and not go with Scott, what could you have I done? think I had Scott winning the championship. I don't I don't even I don't remember anything other than the lime green shirt you wore. Cuz that much like top. Much like, yes, much like your experience in the uh, shark cage 
at Shark World will forever be uh, ingrained in my memory. But uh, so, all right, so Vin, your loyalty to Vince and the fact that right. Vince was, uh, you said, the first guy that believed in you. and It was like Thulsa Doom. Do you know what Thulsa Doom is? No. Thulsa Doom is the James Earl Jones character in the original Conan film. Oh. And, it's, you know, he, he kills Conan's mother and father when they pillaged through back when he was uh, in search of the riddle of steel. And, you know, so Conan finally is at the end of the movie. He's in, in front of him. He's got a, his sword, but it's been broken in half. And James Earl Jones looks at him. He goes, wait, my son. It was I, you know, if I had not given you this, you know, this, this rage, you know, and he's going on, he goes, my son, come to me, my son. And he's, you know, trying to, to, to tell Conan, uh, you know, that it's... That he's the it's reason for his... Everything. It's, he's, 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 success as a he's, warrior. And he said, you know, he goes, you kill my mother. You kill my father. That's pretty good fucking Arnold. That's an Arnold, isn't it? I just want to check. Could have been the Peter Boyle from last yeah. week, maybe. And uh, finally, it's just, he reaches out, and you see him kind of shake it off, kind of like I did with that steel chair with Hogan. And uh, <laughs> just chops off James Earl Jones' head. And then there's this great shot. that flip it around. They've got a... Uh, I'm sure he it's on some kind of a doll or something, but they have him and he pitches it down these stairs, the head, and you hear it. So. I, Kev, me and everybody that's listening is trying to connect this to the Vince McMahon uh, thing. Was, was it you cutting th- Vince's head off? No, he was my Thalsa Doom. Like he, I was so, because he had made me. And you felt that you I, would have been cutting I, his head off by leaving. I just I thought I was betraying him, but then at the right. same time, it was just like I didn't put the Christmas hat on my head. I didn't sing "I Wish You a Merry Christmas." I didn't take a character that was kind of rugged and made it kind of kind of soft. So there was mistakes made on both behalves. I was going to say it sounds like maybe now. No, there was then. Like, you, you, that I, was on your mind as well. Yeah, like I, I just, for I just damaging really, your character. Maybe? I sat there. I just because I, 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 I owed him, but I also like I had, I had gotten smart. I got smart to the business when I came into WCW. I wasn't the same kid, the same kid that that left there. You know, I got mm-hmm. smart to the business. Fuck, I was in the ring every night with a Hall of Famer. Yeah. So, you know, when I came, when when we walked in the door in WCW, we knew, you know, we knew what we had to do to make that thing work. We knew exactly what we needed to do. We knew that sex and violence sold, and there wasn't any pretty girls on the show. Mm-hmm. So we had to be violent. We had to be ultra-violent. Right. And they weren't going that way. So I have we a had, weird question for you. Sure. 
I'm thinking of the time frame that we're talking about. Thinking about the change. Now, that jump from WWE, I mean, that made Kevin Nash. You were doing great as Diesel. But that jump, the decision not to worry about loyalty and to and security, family, take care of your family, you mentioned all that. I'm doing some math. Was Tristan conceived at this time Tam- of Tam- the decision? Tamara is... Put it this way: When I left, I showed up on the twelfth or the sixth, and Tristan was born on the twelfth of June. Okay. Six days apart. My leaving WWE was six days later. Trist- Tristan was born. That's crazy. This is basically I'm going to work three hundred days. And I'm not going to watch my kid take his first step, or I can be home and work 150 days and spend and, and watch my my kid grow up. So okay, so he was all part of that decision as well. Oh okay. God, yes, it was huge. Gotcha. It was, yeah. And 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 the and the fact that. It was still a, a very hard decision. I, I just I think is is kudos to to, to how much Vince meant to me. Mm-hmm. Um, history written by the winners, of course. Um, but had you stayed, had you stayed, could you have had the career you did? Not going over to Eric. Even if Scott went and Sean went, I don't, I don't and, think so. Okay, I don't think I don't. It, it would have added so much. There was so much more added um, wear and tear on a on an already beat down body. Considering the schedule and everything, too. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that was twenty minutes every night on that ring, and that was before Vince was bouncing in those rings. Before they softened up a little bit, <laughs> yeah. That's what they're fucking. Those were, those were the real deal, Holyfields. Now the hookers and hoes know how I feel. The uh, so the um, the crown jewel card, uh, WWE <laughs> crown jewel. Interesting is coming. Uh, well, we have some time, um, but I'm looking at the line. It's the fourth, isn't it? Uh, let me see here. Is yeah, this will be. Well, this will be airing. So the thirtieth, yeah. So I guess it'll be a, it'll be a week from, uh, from when we're on the air. Yeah, but we got it. I think we, I think we touch on it now. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, because there's been some changes too, right? Uh, recently. So the, uh, I don't. So, so Cody's, uh, Cody, Cody's injured, still, right? I mean, he's has he been cleared and all that stuff or. Yeah, he's gonna go right, Damien. He's with he's, he's with Damien. So Cody Rhodes, Damien Priest. He's been he he gets hurt a lot. Yeah, crazy business that way. Mysterio and Logan Paul. Interesting. U.S. Championship. 
That that could that could be the sleeper that that, that they could fucking steal it. Oh yeah. Whenever you have Ray in there, though, it's, you got that opportunity. They could and definitely that. fucking steal it. Um, now, what about Roman in L.A.? What do you do here? You, I mean, you're. I just don't. You, you know what? What I would do. I would make it. The first thing I'd do is. Because how, how they get out of WrestleMania, they had a, a DQ. Mm-hmm. All right. So if you want to draw me in, make it a no DQ match. Now I'm like, oh. So Roman's got to beat him clean. Are they willing to to to, to, to kibosh? this kid's run or are they going to put a thousand days of the company on a 40 year old LA night who's over listen you can't I don't think you can do that again right I I think I I think the whole thing with the pay-per-view with the 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 concept of the blow-off right I think people begin to roll their eyes Still, does it happen still when there are screw job finishes, you know, DQs, anything like that? Like, yeah, like, but what if, what if, okay, <coughs> have you ever seen this as a finish? No DQ. Okay, just say I'm wrestling you and Scott's outside the ring and it's a no DQ. Scott comes in and hits me with something, and you 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 dodge it. He mistakenly hits me with it. Okay, I'm injured to the point where I have to have, get a neck neck brace, backboard, and I have to be taken. I'm I'm to that degree injured. Mm-hmm. So it's not a DQ. It's just I, I can't continue on, and then you you don't you don't kill him. So, so how do you book this? Uh, I I think a screw jobs is is what I would do is I would fucking make it the most competitive match possible with as many as false. I would make it, I would, you can still, like, you can do with L.A. Knight what Bret Hart did with Steve Austin. You can still, you can make, a, you can elevate L.A. Knight by and, and and still get out of there with a nice piece of business that's that keeps both really strong because of the contest because it's a match yes, to remember yes yes right so um and i think that's the whole that that this will be huge because if he can if 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 LA Knight's that guy and he's the one that can that, that can t- carry that torch then as Steve Steve proved, he can take one and 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 continue to move forward. How far out can uh, would you be looking 
for this, like Roman and, and L.A. It's clearly kind of captured the uh, the fans' imagination. So are you looking how far out? Next WrestleMania or maybe Royal Rumble? Or to do that? To, to keep this going in some form or fashion, involving others, but keeping these two the focus. You, you've got Cody on the back burner that's been trying to get a shot at, at, at Roman. So it's like... Is you you can't you can't long term uh, two guys to 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 be the the foil for Roman, you know, and the the, the money's always going to be in the chase. As long as Cody's chasing, he's he's not hurt. Right. I mean, you can you know how many how many how many great fighters have fucking just been dodged by guys you know it, it, it makes their legacy strong so but LA Knight he, it's like he's this is like as far as I as I can recall this is this is his first uh title shot be interesting to see what about so. Seth and Drew I just if it was someplace besides Saudi Arabia, I'd be worried. But I I, I say that Seth Seth wins that. Mm-hmm. Okay. You, you really don't need another hot. It's almost it's almost like that belt isn't even up for grabs. Like nobody goes like you know like Drew's going after it, but like. You know, it just seems like that that belt is is going to stay put for a while too. Okay, I just I I see them. I I just don't see uh, with the numbers that they that they're doing and 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 the way their business is. I just don't see them having to do anything controversial. Anything, you know. If you can fucking run the ball fucking off tackle and, and get four and a half yards every time you do it, and I can't stop it, fuck, man, there's no fucking reason to, to put the ball in the air. Keep it in the ring, yeah. What is that, the 4th, you said, right? November 4th. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was November 4th. It is. It is. Well, I mean, I'll be down in Florida. I'll be watching from Florida. Good, we'll have a reading that day. Yeah. We'll let everyone know the results of the card so they can place a bet on. Uh, I don't know if DraftKings takes it's at one p.m. wrestling action, but uh, oh, that's right, that's right. It's it's a Saturday too, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. I'll probably be out. My birthday's the second, so I th- I think uh, reservations are uh, are made for Shula's. So I don't know if I'll be able to. Uh... Where are you gonna go? What what part of Florida? Well, to the house, and then. Uh, I'll drive down to Orlando to do Shula's one night. Where's your Shula's Shul- uh, in Orlando? In the Dolphin. Oh, okay. In the Dolphin Resort. Yeah. Tamara's in, uh, she's in uh, Epcot tonight. Was it a food and wine festival yeah, still? Food yeah, food and wine festival's going on still. She, they had dinner. It's uh, my mother-in-law, uh, our friend Peggy, and my wife, 
and they're gonna they'll be staying at the the Hilton. Mm-hmm. That's the, that's got the cart that takes you up the little tram things up in the air. Oh Sky- yeah, the uh, yeah, they, the they, hell they call those things? The Skyliners or Skyline that takes you to Epcot. I, I, it was a very interesting feeling to be stuck over I-4 on one of those, or whatever the hell road I was, 192 right. maybe, and uh, a little bit of breeze, yeah, a little bit I-4. of wind. Yeah, yeah. that's fun. Uh, you know, uh, the uh, I wanted to ask you about Punk. Punk was backstage at Impact. Did you see this? And uh, I guess just hanging out. I was in Chicago, so I guess he was just visiting i don't think this was i mean everybody reads into this shit but i just think he went to see some of the boys and um the uh the way the, the i'm reading the article about this and the way it was like the godfather in, in the opening scene when people waiting to come say luca brazzi practicing practicing his speech waiting to come talk to don corleone and it was like uh, Punk was willing to speak with anyone who wanted to get some time with him, is the quote from the article on uh, SE Scoops. Um, quote, key impact talent also spoke to Punk throughout the taping. I mean, he's been given a status in pro wrestling. Um, he's fucking few, super over. That, that, that few what? So, there have been guys super over forever. I don't know that the audience. I think in a different. I I think that when you. I'm trying to think of the the, the, the I I guess that I can't come up with the, the best term I can come up with is just shit away opportunity after opportunity. There's almost like a fucking like I I said he had mental mental health issues. You did, but uh, he might just I mean he may just really have, have taken a fucking dose of I don't give a fuck to, to the ninth degree and just why why what, is what, why is he over why is he over? <sighs> Let's look at the product. Not the well, man, but- I mean, he 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 was he he had a great run when he went to the cult of personality. Is your song is huge? That's huge. When you get a, a, a some drop, fucking when you get like a real song and not some bullshit song. An identifiable pop popular song, "Living Colors," uh, cult of person. When I hear right. that song to this day, I think of CM Punk. When I hear Voodoo Shaw, I think of fucking uh, Hogan. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, I, I mean, but I mean, that's not it. Listen, I remember CM Punk from the. Ring of Honor days and, and seeing his I think matches. That, I think that being incredibly uh, talented, straight edge. You know, I think that he doesn't he doesn't do drugs. And it just seems to be all incidental things. I'm just if if you ha- if you were training if you were training at a wrestling school and you put on some film, what would you tell the kids to watch? You can't tell them to watch the theme song. Can't tell him to watch that he doesn't do drugs. 
What do you tell them to watch so that they're a superstar like CM Punk? I don't think that I don't think that that Phil would have the uh, success that he had. It's like it's it's. I don't think it translates now. This day and age, you mean? Yeah, it's different. Right. When you were working and guys would come backstage like this, were they? Um, we always were, were guys always welcome in the locker room, like in the raw and. I always would days? let them blow me. Out of respect. Out of respect. <laughs> that's just that's just you yeah. and Marlon Brando. But um, were they always welcome? Could guys come back during the Nitro and the Raw uh, era, the Monday? If night they night were night cleared era? by you know, they're cleared. When you go back, do you do you go to any tapings? Like just to, I haven't been in one that, that you're not participating ages. in. I mean, I've been in one ages. Was that? Can you remember anyone that wasn't welcome? Who came backstage? That was maybe a little bit of a oh, fucking guy. Rip Rogers, maybe. Oh, I. I think you pretty much. I mean, number one, like. TV is a long, fucking tedious day. Oh yeah, that's like fucking saying, "Hey, I, I know you're not on this film, but would, would, would you like to come fucking hang out on set for twelve hours?" Oh, I'll fucking pass. <laughs> Once you've done it, it's the last place you want to. Yeah, that's that's the same as wrestling. Hey, you want to walk around a concrete arena all fucking day? That's what day? I mean. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. There'll be a chance that fucking you'll go through fucking 17 different fucking temperature zones. So you'll be sitting someplace and be fucking sweating down the crack of your ass. The next thing you know, you'll be someplace that'll be freezing cold. You're definitely going to end up sick. So do you want to show up for no reason? Uh, fuck and yeah. Maybe especially that place up in, uh, what was that? What was that city in New York that, that where you had the car accident in the snow? That high school gym Liberty. that you were doing? <laughs> Liberty, New York. Liberty, New York. <laughs> A little raw taping with the basketball hoops down. Listen, one thing that would calm you down and make you feel a little better about walking around that freezing concrete arena is if you had a little bit of Get Blitzed Lit Aid uh, that you could. We weren't weren't allowed. We weren't allowed to do that back then. But if you were visiting, you could. Uh, our guy Mickey Ray Sinatra. This is his. Uh, this is his concoction. That's right. It's nano infused Delta Nine THC. A little funkadelic kick there. Um, it's a syrup. You mix it in any beverage: a tea, a white soda. Kev recommends the uh, Sprite Zero with a little key lime flavor, key lime pie flavor gimmick. Uh, the gimmick baba nano infused means it goes right to your bloodstream by passing the breakdown in the I liver. I can't believe it. So if it works like alcohol, it uh, works like alcohol. It's tolerance killer. This is no gas station Delta Eight bullshit. This is the real deal. Greg the Hammer and the Wendy Richter and you old douchebag Mula. The THC that you get from the marijuana. 
If you're in Maryland, you can visit a state-lit smoke shop. But for the rest of us, it's legal right now to ship from the Get Blitzed website to all 50 states without a med card as long as you're over 21. And right now, you can save 15% by entering the code KLIQ. Click. Hop on it, too, because there's legislation trying to, to, to close the door They're on coming this. for you. So They're coming. Your, and Mike get Johnson. Your, get, your, get your blitz on. Save fifteen percent. Enter code click at checkout. Go to. I get- promise you do you do the get some blitz. It fucking do the job for you. You do the arch. <laughs> do the arch all the way for cheeky. Get dash blitzed.com. Let's go to get hyphen blitzed.com and uh, put in that t- that uh, K L I Q code. Get that fifteen percent off, son. Ah, there you go. Send that 15% to me. Because after you get that fucking buzz on, you'll be like, what? You had a testimonial last week, didn't you? Somebody uh, somebody you knew? Uh... Yeah, one of my... I, no, I just got... I, I, they, I, they said to me, what's this? I said, dude, I said, you know me. If I'm pushing it, it's because it, it, it's good. He ordered it, and he, 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 just, he said... He just basically said, yeah, True that, like, yeah, no doubt. Hey, did you catch this Alaska Airlines story? Well, <laughs> see, I don't know if if I caught the story or the hallucination. <laughs> I mean, come on, it's you. You do mushrooms forty eight hours. Like, how many how many grams of mushrooms did you do? <laughs> Were, were there mushrooms involved? I thought he, he said no, he was having he, a nervous breakdown. Yeah, he was having a nervous breakdown because he did hallucinogenic mushrooms 48 hours earlier. Jesus Christ, this is all you need. If anyone who doesn't know, an, an Alaska Airlines plane was... Uh, this guy's sitting, its... in the, he's sitting in the jump seat in, yes. the, in, the, in the cockpit. So I guess in, when, when a pilot travels city to sea, wherever, they give him the option to sit in the cockpit in the jump seat, and he did. And he took control, hit a... Uh, he like a, stood uh, up, and there's two red fucking light gimmicks, two red switches that shut the fucking engines down. Absolutely. They, they, a fire threat uh, uh, inter, intervention type thing that shuts the engine. So the motherfucker does this, but the other pilots are quick to... To get, I wonder what was going on on the flight. Like, how much people knew? Like, was it was it jarring at some point, or was there? A kind well, of it's a, not like they're fucking flying it like a Cessna. Uh, oh, oh, waiting. Well, I'm, on, I wonder it, if you feel anything when shit's no. That shit's set. It, he didn't get to them. They're just. You might have heard some. You might have thought like, wow, those fucking three guys are up there banging each other fucking <laughs> aggressively in the cockpit. <laughs> Your pilots respect each other. Uh, That's right. That's why they call time. it a cockpit. Get you a little cack. 83 felony counts of attempted murder for everyone on board. And then they then they doubled it. It was 100 and it was 100 and uh, uh Did they six, really? 166? Yeah, for yeah, they it, it's, it's they, yeah, they oh. just they threw the fucking And then the guy said, uh I just want you to know that I'm in no way arguing to these charges. He says, I stood up and I thought I was in a dream. Mm. So I'm just like, okay. Lucy in the sky with diamonds. Sit the fuck there. Now, now I, I, if I'm the airlines, 
There ain't no motherfucker sitting in the in the in the in the fucking jump seat. So now, then now, of all the things, all of the tensions that flying brings anyway. Now I gotta worry about this. Now I gotta worry about a dick in a in a pilot's outfit. Right. A legit, not a pilot. A legit pilot. Well, how about the going berserk in the cockpit? That plane they never fucking found. That Malaysian. Air, whatever, fuck, that just went out, did a U-turn, and just fucking vanished. Is that the one that documentary is about on uh, Netflix or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, they they never found that plane. They said, oh, we was in a hangar here, and it's like, oh, man, that some fucking guy went ahead and just fucking shut off the comms, shut off the fucking black, blo- just dove that shit in the ocean someplace. Yeah, but that's even weird though, because with uh, all the uh, like sonar devices and stuff, they can they can find stuff underwater. That's a really weird story. Now that you mention it, they could find the bl- you got to have an idea of where to fucking look. Where to start? Yeah, I guess the route. Couldn't they track? I don't know. Jeez, if you if you and if you know like where the fucking uh, the stream is, like uh, the different streams. Mm. And you fucking hit it in there at a certain time of the year, and that shit gets moved. Fuck. Mm. Well, yeah. Uh, the uh, I should. There was years and years and years ago. It was Airtran. Was Air I Tran. think it was wow. before JetBlue. Was it? it was called Airtran. And they fucking remember that fucker just did a nosedive in the Everglades. I mean, just uh, he went like straight down in an Airtran fucking plane in the Everglades, mm. and they never found shit. Really? Yeah. Imagine the fucking ugh. We're all going to the alligators now, aren't we? Right? We're we're that's where we're going. Oh, fuck with that, the... man! We're, it's those fifty-foot fucking pythons down there that have no fucking predators. Yeah. Make an interesting survival story. You're, you're the one who makes it out of that wreckage and have to find a way to survive in the Everglades while they can't find your plane. Speaking you, of fifty you, foot you, pythons, you, though, you wake you wake up and you're fucking it's it's uh, misery two starring Dwight <laughs> Howard. <laughs> Take your ankles out. Uh, speaking of fifty foot pythons, Blue Chew, longtime sponsor of this show, they're going to sponsor this week's stiff one of the week, as they always do. Um, guys, remember the days when you were always ready to go. We're talking about six, so uh, now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, it's BlueChew.com, unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. Take them anytime, day or night. Plan ahead. Be ready when the opportunity arises. Um, the process, the best part of this, well, the science is the best part of it, of course, but the best part of the Blue Chew service, they make this easy as pie for you, okay? Um, all done online. No visits to the doctor's office. No awkward conversations. You go to bluechew.com. Consult with one of their licensed medical providers. You're approved. Prescription within days and uh, delivery uh, of your tablets um, in discreet packaging. Okay, Blue Chew wants to help you 
have better sex. So discover your options at bluechew.com. Chew it and do it. So many of our listeners, we get testimonials all the time. Be one of them and try it for free. That's the whole point here. We make it easy for you to get started. Try Blue Chew for free. All right. Use the promo code NASH at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code NASH, to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. We thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Even after that first free month, so affordable. This is, this is a no-brainer for men all over the world. All right, the stiff one this week, good God. You know, Kev, I've heard you talk about this and make reference to this jokingly. Um, the most recent Guns N' Roses tour. Oh. And um, I was playing a cut. I didn't realize it was a current. I got caught up in the, the loop, a Guns N' Roses loop, and I thought it was an old performance of Welcome to the Jungle. It wasn't. It was current. So this is Axel. To, this is Axel today. There we go. Classic song. Great cut. You got to take him. You got to. Mickey Mouse. It's Carrot Top. If Carrot Top fucked Mickey Rourke, they had this, this fucking cat. I'm sorry, what? my ear, my ears are bleeding. What do you think they paid for that ticket? Hundreds of dollars. My son saw him in fucking in Hong Kong, and it was like he said, he said it was so unbearable. <laughs> So unbearable. And uh, was it this most recent tour, or I mean, a couple of years ago? A couple of years, yeah, yeah. Oh. Wasn't like his, yeah. It, it was. He said Slash was amazing, but he yeah. said the you know the rest of the show was. So it was just fucking god awful. That's such a shame. I was such a Guns N' Roses mark eighty. So I wasn't they, first record. They 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 killed fucking grunge. So yeah, but um. I don't know. They they predated grunge a little bit. They hated that, no, they they came in and kind of Well that first record, Appetite for Destruction, that that's off of, that was eighty seven. That the grunge thing was more like early nineties, ninety one, ninety two. And it was it was uh, you know, it was the hair band time, poison, you know, there was like a softer chick friendly edge to a lot of the rock music. They came along. Dirty neck motherfuckers. I, I was never a fan. Oh, I loved it. Loved it. I was never a fan. I wish I could time travel. I don't want to see this. I did see them with uh, another favorite of yours, Metallica. I know. Um, in, I guess, 92. It's, it's, all, I, 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 it's because me and Hatsfield look so much alike. <laughs> you do have a little James Hetfield going. Um. All right, Jersey man. Anybody with a fucking with with white hair and white facial hair, is, 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 we all we, we all look the gets same. Gets the instant cool. We, we, you can, we all look the same, yeah. Well, yeah. If you can double for Headfield, you're cool. Florida man, Jersey guy. Two headlines. An actual Jersey head. Oh, that went through my nose. 
It made me fucking laugh. I, apple cider coming out of my nose. Um, a, a Florida man headline, a Jersey guy headline. And you will decipher which is which, as you do often, with your freaky powers. All right, first one. 76-year-old man arrested for living with sister's remains. <laughs> and wanted man tried to throw cops off with an I don't live here sign in front of his house. True stories, folks. Mm. 76-year-old man arrested for living with sister's remains. Wanted man tried to throw cops off with an I don't Any, live here sign. Anybody, anybody can live with their dead 76-year-old sister. But to throw the cops off with a I don't live here sign? That, that guy's from Browder County. <laughs> Let me see. It might not be Broward, but uh, you got the state right. Polk County. Polk, okay. I'm not sure where that is in the whole thing, but uh, this is a real headline, folks. I swear to you. Johnny Yates does not live here, was the sign he put up in front of the house. Now, this may shock you, but it did not thwart authorities who um, went in and, uh, and made the arrest. Um, deputies, uh, Sheriff's deputies uh, questioned someone leaving the house uh, who confirmed that the sign was wrong and Yates was inside. And that was about as long as the uh, the deceptive news yeah. took. The, 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 the uh, fucking investigation went, went all of 13 seconds. I, I was going to say. <laughs> so is that motherfucker run. in there or what? Yep. That was shorter than Aldo Montoya's run. And then um, uh, the guy from Jersey, the 76-year-old man living with sisters remained, was... Uh, charged with uh, concealing sister's remains in the home, Mark Winters of Westwood, facing charges of desecrating human remains in the second degree and two counts of aggravated assault on law enforcement officers in the fourth degree after an investigation led to the grisly discovery. Um, let's see a reason here. Not that there could be a, a, a good one, uh, really. What would be, what do you, didn't quite have the money for the uh, ceremony, like what? A uh, subsequent investigation revealed that Winters allegedly concealed his sister's remains for an extended period of time in the home. However, it is currently unclear how long he was living with her remains. Okay. I wonder if he was getting checks and, you know, if she had, if they had a joint checking account. Like hiding the death. Yeah. As, as the, uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know if, like, if you, if you buried somebody on your property, like, don't people bury people on their property all the time? Like, in, in, on, on, a, on a farm or something like that? Probably right, yeah. Yeah, like the old, the old. Uh, yeah, in the steamer uh, trunk, though, in the in the hallway, though, is a, a bit of a. Well, problem. I'm just saying. I, I would think that the, the that the crime had to have been that he was somehow still using her 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 uh, the fact that she was alive and getting some cash out of it would have. That would be some kind of explanation. Yes. Right. Uh, yeah. Just that. We'd hope it would be something as logical, and not right. I hope it would be just like, is she still eating that same TV dinner? Yeah, I can't recommend the Stones album Hackney Diamonds enough. It's like pieces of their career. It's funny, like the sounds of of different eras. It's 
I haven't. I, so I was I was driving uh, home from the gym today. And he said, coming up next is the Stones. And I thought, oh, wow. Like, they're going to play something new. Like, this, it's been so fucking long. They hit me with satisfaction. I'm like, or something really fucking old. <laughs> yeah. And of all the songs. Uh, well, guys, this is uh, the uh, Ask Nash segment. Hashtag Ask Nash is how you can reach us on the socials. And uh, like Corey S. Morgan did, and he says, my fave basketball player of all time is Tennessee Vol and NBA Hall of Famer Bernard King. Did you ever meet him? And what do you think of him? Bernard King, former New York Nick, 1970s, 60s into 70s? Or did he play no. 80s? He might have played no. into the 80s. No, he, he, he was... He was a junior in 1976, 77. Oh, so it would have been 70s into the 80s then. NBA I'm talking about. I'm talking about his NBA tenure. I'm saying he played at university. I, 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 I would have played with him my freshman year. Right. How many years was he in the league then? Because I feel like he was gone by the time... He had those knee problems. Remember when he was with the Knicks, man, and he had that one playoff series where he fucking averaged like 50. Yeah, that's where I remember him from, from when he was playing up here, uh, playing for the Knicks. And, uh, you know, he was the... He was with the Nets, too, wasn't he? Maybe maybe in the twilight. 14 years. Yes, he was with the uh, with the Nets as well. Um, have you, did, you know, did you know him at all? Yes. What did you think of him as a player? Fastest, um, and I never saw, I was never on a court with Rodman, but his ability to hit the ground and go back up, like to decide, like save 38 inches. Like his ability, the the timing to that it took for him to Go up for a rebound, hit the floor, and go up to that exact same height again was like a blink of an eye. Hmm. Like no no recoil, just it was it was unbelievable. And hmm. Rodman had that. Right. Um Shaken Jake. Hey Kevin, who are some of your all time favorite R and B artists? Now you have talked about uh affinity for Motown. The music. The city, but uh, the uh, the music. I mean, as a kid, like the t- like the Temptations were huge. Mm-hmm. My favorite when I was young was um, Smokey Robinson. As time went on, I'd say like Peebo Bryson. I really like Peebo Bryson. Um, Frankie Beverly and Mays. There was a guy named Norman Connors that was a producer and a singer. One of, the, one of my favorite albums was The Best of Norman Connors, which had like Phyllis Hyman and Angela Bofield and Ingram. And How about Al Green? Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's, I mean, that's, you know, that's, yeah, absolutely. 
Teddy, you know, I, lo I, love, I love Teddy Pendergrass. Um, going back even, I mean, back when he was with the Blue Notes and um, everybody, Doug Barry, you know, Barry White, mm -hmm. Lou Rawls. Did you get into funk at all? Like when? Oh uh, yeah. When I'm picking, okay. Parliament Funkadelic. Right. I was just gonna ask shit, you. One, one Nation Under a Groove. And George Clinton. Right. Bootsy Collins. Mm-hmm. No, they were. I'd, I'd love me some funk. It's still to this day one of my favorite bands, groups, whatever you want to call it, is the Isley Brothers. And. Um, just because of that, 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 the way that could, that could Isley guitar lick, that, well, who's that lady? Yep. That's one of my, but th th there was an era, you know, that of so many, like enchantment, the whispers, like there were so many uh, R&B groups that had one and two. Right. Vinyls that came out and one and two hits on the vinyl. So when you would go to a, a, a an R&B show, they'd almost always have two stages, and like you know, the Sheik would come up and they would do, you know, the Freak and whatever. They would do a couple of, the, of their hits, and then Brothers Johnson would come up and they'd play three or four or five hits, and they would just go back and forth. And then a lot of times, it would be uh, Funkadelic. Parliament Funkadelic would be the the main thing, and then they'd bring the, the mothership down. and Yeah, it was crazy. Tear the roof off to suck. The, and they, but, I mean, like, back in the day. George Clinton's a madman in the most wonderful like, way. Didn't matter where we were at or what we were doing or what bar it was, whose bar it was. If we were told not to get up on the dance floor, if flashlight played, flashlight, neon light, if that played, man, we just ba da 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 da. So we've just been notified on our uh, feed here that Flair just showed up in AEW as we're recording this as Tony Khan's gift to Sting. Let's see where that goes. Just, uh, I guess a nod to the to the fan of the classic wrestling. I don't know what this does to move the needle exactly for the young fan, but uh, my fifty year old ass is intrigued. I'm clearly not the demo they're going after, though. Or maybe they are. You, you know, know what? We we get this a lot where we bash them, and. I guess what, what, what people don't understand is they come on when we do our show. Yes. So by the time we can talk about it, it's been talked about for a week from everybody. So we, whereas Raw is on Monday... I can watch it. I, I can DV. I can DVR it. I can watch it Tuesday, and then is that the ho speaker of the house? 
No, don't be silly. That's Joe Biden. Um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, listen, they're in Philly, right? Who would you bring out? Would you bring out Sandman? Would you bring out... Uh, but not the Sting. Yeah, would you work it Sting, somehow? It's make Sting's it some, retirement. Make it some kind of no. roundabout thing. Stop it with your ECW fucking deal. No, it's logical. It's in Philly. No, it's not logical. And it's, uh, and it's, it's fucking, closer to the demographic. Yeah, be, yeah it's closer to the demographic. You're right. Sting has such a fucking absolute correlation with ECW. It doesn't have to be the Sting segment. It could be elsewhere on the card. He's being brought out as a gift to Sting. Correct. So give Sting, fine. Give Sting something else, and then or give give him flair, and then and then do then it bring out segment. Sandman for what? Whatever the fuck you got, you got a whole show to write. So I take, just I'm looking at the take, demographic. Take, I'm looking, four, take four minutes away from one of the 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 other guys that that need the time to bring back an ECW guy that nobody cares about. Or bring Ric Flair out for for Sting. I disagree that you wouldn't that you would have a reaction that no one cared about uh, the, some of the EC, ECW roster coming out on AEW. You would differentiate differentiate yourself from WWE. It'd be a totally different market. And uh, I don't know. It, it just doesn't make sense to me. I don't know. It's cool. I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna leave this and I'm gonna watch it. But they don't want the 50 year old guy. As long as you fucking live down in your basement, you're cool. Dear Mollish says, Yo, Kev, when you visited England, did you ever go outside of the major cities? There are some lovely places all over the country that I think you and your wife would really enjoy next time you're here. I recommend Norfolk, Devon, Dorset, and the Lake District. Do you have time to do the... Outlying areas of the UK ever? My wife hasn't been to Yosemite yet. Is that on the list? Yeah. Okay. No, I just I I, I try to tell people all the time. It's just like I was fortunate because I I, I was over there so often, and as I got. When I played ball over there, I learned to use the train system. Oh so, yeah, yeah. You know, once, once you, once you be not, now, ta- like, I remember the first time we went over there, and Tamara's like, "We're gonna take the." I'm like, "Yeah, we're gonna take the train. Like, we're gonna take the train everywhere." Mm-hmm. And now with the high speed trains, it's like God. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's crazy. I used them in in Italy. It was amazing. It was a way yeah, to like get all over the whole go. country. Plus, you get to see the you get to see the country. You know, no, England. There's I, I, Scott and I would would often like we, when we did like we did like spoken words and, and things like that when, mm-hmm. when we got got on in our years. Um, if, if we would drive, you know, through back roads because the roads would get, you know, the, the the major roads would get fucking wreck or something on them, and we'd have to be someplace, and the guy would take us through some little town, and we'd see a pub or some little, and like, Scott was always like, whoa, man, I've never seen one of these, and I remember it was the first time we saw the uh, 
neon thing for the ice cold Guinness. And we really? both not yeah. served at the typical uh No man, ice cold like yeah, like okay. porn like porn and Miller Lite. Wow. But it was Guinness. Just like to add confirmation I just got that tonight on AEW RVD and ECW alumni will be tagging with Taz's son. Okay, so they're they're in the pocket. They're in the pocket. Maybe there'll be a cool run in. Maybe the Kendo stick. I mean, RVD, RVD, the fucking uh, WWF, WWE champion. Still closely associated with his ECW days. Yes, that guy. That guy. Live audience. What do we got from the audience? Come on. This is your time to talk to Kevin. You wait all week. As part of the, if, if not, he's going to start reading Todd is God out loud. Like this, I'm going to read a passage. Uh, oh, ECW saved wrestling. We all know this. We don't have to say this. Brandon, oh, stop it. Brandon, he's, it was the precursor to the Attitude Era, to the NWO. It was the it was the when pig farmers and dentists and hockey players were in the ring. They were taking it seriously. ECW was risque it was vulgar it was dangerous when wrestling wasn't 92 93 94 and then you know it's like apple didn't invent the mp3 player but they had the mass they could bring it to mass market and that was called the attitude era all right what was the question on the screen i'll read it brandon granger sean and big kev what's your favorite episode of moonlighting and how many times did you jack it to Sybil Shepherd? Oh my God, what a fine lady! Never really watched it. Um, yeah, I'm rewatching uh, now a little bit. I got some of the first season, and um, you know, I enjoy. I remember the episode. I don't think I enjoyed it at the time when I was uh, a youngin, but uh, they did an entire episode um, in in the style of the taming of the shrew so it was in renaissance times and uh written i guess in an attempt at iambic pentameter i don't know if it was actually uh phrased all that way but it was kind of funny it was their characters thrust into uh, a shakespearean play i forget what it was called but it was season three episode eight i, I think believe. it was called rotten tv it was. I watched a thing with Bruce Willis and Sybil Shepherd years later, where they were reminiscing about the series, and they were like, "Oh yeah, that was my favorite one to do. My favorite one to do." And the the writer producer, uh, Scott Karen, was on with them, and he said, "Yeah, he said that was a lot of fun." He goes, "And it was the one everybody watched least, got the lowest ratings." Um. Uh, who else? Who else is in the house? Uh, Ryan from the gym, Big Kev, can you help me with my arm drag? No. Any advice? Maybe say maybe you know I talked to an ECW guy. They they were they were one that did yeah maybe revolutionized everything. Let me think. Some of the guys that might help you with that. RVD might help you with that. Taz might help you with that. Uh, Eddie Guerrero, uh, in his time, might have been able to help you with that. In his time there, Dean Malenko, uh, from his time there, might have been able to help you with that as well. Yeah. Um. Who else? Uh. Heading eight. I got to ask, don't laugh at me. What the fuck is the arch? 
I know Sheiky would ask, but what is it? It's a story Kevin told. You gotta. It's when you when a girl is on all fours and she arches, jacks her ass up. And in a very very odd, it was a night in the hotel room, right? Partying with the boys. Ah, he said he. There, there was, was a stripper. It was a girl. Yeah, it was a girl and and she she asked her to do the arch. And he fucking, she wouldn't do it, and he fucking mad. I mean, he smacked the dog shit out of her. So, Headingite, if you're ever asked to do the arch, just fucking do just it. Just fucking do it, out of respect. Um, Jacob says, uh, hey, Big Kev, I'm taking a 1930s U.S. history course, and I'm learning about the Flint sit down strike in 36-37. Was your father in the UAW? Are you familiar with that history? My turn. It wasn't. My, my father was born in 32. Okay. So this was, I assume, a, a job action taken? I'm sure Enough. it was a, a UAW strike of some kind. Yeah. Interesting. I when, you, when you grew up in when you grew up in Michigan, I mean, it's you're not auto workers. They're, 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 there's it's kind of like lightning strikes. There's a lot of strikes. Right. Han Solo scoundrel for hire says, "Hey Kev, pretty obvious from my handle why I ask this, and I have zero shame about it. I don't live with my mum, have a wife and kids and a mortgage. Anyway." Uh, any geeks in either WCW or the WWF locker room? I assume from the Han Solo, I'm assuming you mean Star Wars geeks. Any big Star Wars fans in wrestling? None that drove with me. Right. Had to be. I'm sure there were in the company somewhere. Uh I don't, think you're, I don't think you were allowed to talk anything but wrestling during those three years. No, one of my favorite stories, I don't know if you told me or Sean told me first, but like occasionally like Scott would get in the car and he'd be like, Ugh. he'd be like, all right, no, no fucking, fucking talk wrestling. about the business tonight. Five minutes later, maybe Shit. not even five. Scott thousand one, <laughs> thousand two, thousand three. What was that arm drag spot you did? Thought we weren't talking wrestling. Just that, and we're done. All right. That's great. All right, more from the house. More love from the house. Our members of ClickThisTV.com that you can be a member of as well. Ask your questions during the live tapings. Brandon Douglas, if Paul or Sean asked for you to come to a program to help the company, would you or is your time in wrestling done? Do you mean wrestling, or do you mean like an on-camera GM type thing, or would you do anything? I know you've done some guest training uh, spots uh, with uh, like the big guys, like uh, they, if, uh, if, almost. If, and... They wouldn't call me unless they needed me. So if they called me, it would be because they needed me to to, to do something specific. Mm-hmm. You know. Maybe the arch. I don't know. Well, I know you wouldn't. I know you wouldn't take a bump, but uh... Uh, I'm not saying I wouldn't take a bump. Oh, you would take a bump. Okay. It'd have to be. Like I said, though, it has to be it's pretty an expensive fucking, bump. No, not even that. It has to be. Okay. 
they're not going to they're not going to call me to, and have me bump at 64 years old unless it's it's put it they're not going to call me because like I said earlier when we were going over the crown jewel they're just not in the position where they have to to put anybody in, in danger or they're, they're, they don't need to, is what you're no, saying. No, they're, right. yeah. You don't have to get the prosthetic leg pulled off in the front row like Maurice no, did. They're, they're fucking, they're, they're Georgia playing in the SEC this year. Um, all right, anyone else in the house? WWE DXECW. I know, that's Brit. Hey, Uncle Kevin, Sean. I have plans? no, I have no plans. I, I, I might do WrestleCon to be at Mania in Philly. Let me get the question for the listeners. Uh, to be at Mania in Philly, if not, what are your plans for that weekend? Really, not. Uh, oh well, WrestleCon will be there. So you're going to do yeah, that? I'll do that. Okay. Maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll have a cocktail. Maybe we'll do a little Capitol Grill. Do anything you want, brother. Click This is a production of Butch and Sundance Media, produced in association with Podcast Heat, created by Tristan Nash, Kevin Nash, Sean Oliver, uh, producer Steve Kaufman, graphics by Dominic D'Angelo, title sequence by Wesley Burleson, theme song by Dale Oliver, technical research by Tristan Nash, copyright 2023, Butch and Sundance Media. Kev, do you want to do another one? This was our 69th. 69. I can barely taste it.
answers. Mm -hmm.